Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, where each week we take a look at a new movie in a popular film series to see how it's evolved over time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the last rat standing. I'm in, I'm out. And this week we are taking a look at Skyfall. Yeah, the third in the Daniel Craig James Bond series. Uh, let's see. Directed by Sam Mendes from 2012, according to Rotten Tomatoes, its critic score is at 93%, which is only 2% lower than Casino Royale. And it has an 86% audience score, which is 3% lower than that of Casino Royale. Oh, really? I didn't realize this was rated below it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler, uh, go ahead and give me your favorite thing about the movie, your um, least favorite thing. I hate this segment. Um, I think my favorite thing... You're welcome. It, it's like... It's, it's hard to choose a favorite thing for me because th this movie is very consistent quality. Let's go ahead and say this is your favorite of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. I think I think so. Like it's there's not really anything in it that makes me think, oh that's that's really bad or oh that that really you know stands out above the like it just it's it's a it's a team player movie. It all it all works <laughs> very well together. Not, not nothing's trying to outshine each other. There's no Heath Ledger Joker in this movie. It's just it's they kind of try. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's good. But well, ironically, I, I I think I still think my favorite thing probably is Javier Bardem. Yeah, I I mean I, I just like him a lot. I think he's, he he does well. I can't. There's not really a particular reason why I put him above the rest of the movie. It's just something to choose. Yeah, I mean I just like him. I feel like he's good. <laughs> and your least favorite thing? Um, probably again, ironically, Javier Bardem's plot. To get at M in the middle of the movie when he like gets captured on purpose and it gets uber convoluted. Yeah, it it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It feels kind of like that was a, a an afterthought of oh let's let's put that in there so that we can have the oh the villain gets captured and then escapes thing. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay, so my favorite thing is actually some of, some of the the supporting players that they finally bring into the Daniel Craig movies. Mm -hmm. I've i been waiting since Casino Royale for Q and Money Penny to show up, and both of them. Are amazing. Yeah. I love it. Especially since Ben Winshaw, who plays Q, like a younger version, and then they have that scene with him and Bond at the art museum where yeah. they're debating like experience versus like innovation and all that stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. like in that one scene, you completely address like all the themes of the movie and what, what the point of the movie is. Yeah. While introducing this new Q. It's it's mm -hmm. fantastic. And then Money Penny. She has great chemistry with Bond. Like, yeah. I almost wish for, like, future movies, it was just her and Daniel Craig just going on missions. Yeah. That, that, I, I think that would be kind of fun. But um, my least favorite thing... See, this is kind of hard because I, I feel very much the same way as you do. There's not, like, distinct things where I'm like, oh, that is the greatest thing ever in yeah. a James Bond movie or that is the worst thing I've ever seen. They're, it's fairly consistent in its quality. Mm -hmm. But... I feel like this is completely personal taste, but I, for me, I have some problems with the the third act, just because it oh, it takes place at James Bond's old house, Skyfall, mm -hmm. um, and I just find that set piece to just be kind of bland. So it's not for me. I mean, uh, there's gunfights and yeah. stuff, and the helicopter comes in and blows up. But yeah. I, I didn't find spoilers. It. <laughs> yes, full on spoiler discussion. Yeah. Um, but I did. I just didn't really find all that variance exciting. Yeah, I know it, it. got more exciting once it got out into like the ice lake, and they were chasing M, who was shot and bleeding out. Yeah, like all that stuff. But but the actual stuff in the house, I I didn't really? find okay. that exciting. I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's probably just a taste. Pro thing. Probably the only part that I really liked was when they blow up the Aston Martin and the <laughs> look on James Bond's face, and then the music cue starts up. And it's like, oh, he's mad. <laughs> like that. I, I yeah. really like that line. That's nice. Okay, so where do you want to start? Uh, well, I, I feel like the, maybe the most interesting thing to discuss in this movie is Javier Bardem. So we can, uh, for a minute, we can go ahead and start there. We can kind of talk a bit about how we feel about him. Because, obviously, um, crap, I'm blanking on the guy's name. What's Silva. Yes. Uh, the Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, he's, he's kind of a, weird, like, slightly, like, homosexual tendency, like, like... He's, he's very some, flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, he's, and he's, like, this master hacker, and so they, they set up some very, some very, like, like, distinct personality stuff 
to make him kind of stand out a bit. Um, Javier Medium, obviously, is a very good actor. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just the first scene where they introduce him alone, and he's walking all the way down that long, you mm-hmm. know, hallway, and, and he's giving the, the monologue about the rats. That's... Yeah. That in and of itself is awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, okay. It's, you have a bit more of a computer science background than I do. Yeah. Actually, a lot more. <laughs> how, how did you feel about... Silva can hack into anything and just do anything he wants with a computer. I was, I was like, whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> they don't, they don't do quite enough bad hacking, bad movie hacking for me to, to take too much umbrage with it. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's. For the most part, I feel like it. They, they leave it hands off enough where it's like, yeah, he hacked this thing. You know, it's, it's freaky. He blew up M's office, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's. They, they leave it enough to your imagination of how he's doing these things that you don't get too worked up in it. There's well, a few parts. Well, plus, that's not the point of the movie. Yeah. If that was the point of the movie, then it would be much more problematic. But it's just like, okay, that's that's just the tools that the bad guy can use. Yeah. That's that's all. Um, the, 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 I, I know when he walk, he's walking down the, the long like walkway and there's a bunch of server racks beside him. <laughs> Those don't look quite... Right? From on, I mean, I could be wrong about this. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience working with servers or anything like that. But, like, just the way they look, they look a little too, like, oh, we got wires running all over the place because it's a computer place and, you know, he's got computer stuff going. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could be completely off base about that. And also, when they're hacking into his laptop, he has, like, this giant, like, visual interface. Oh, yeah, with, with the giant weird. circle and everything's moving yeah. around. It's a giant puzzle. Yeah. But on the other hand, when he hacks into uh, M's laptop and and there's the the I, he get i forget what exactly it says there's a message um that has like a, a burning flag and like the, the, it, it's a creepy message basically ah uh, no no it's bothering me something about her <laughs> sin think on your sins yeah yeah and and it's a it's a creepy little little messaging and that's really cool like that's like oh man this guy's this guy's kind of sinister yeah well i See, this is the perfect kind of villain to have a personal connection with both Bond and M. Yeah. I love how they make M kind of the Bond girl of this movie. Yeah. I find that very clever. Yeah. Definitely. Because nobody's really done that before. Mm-hmm. Especially because she's so intricate to the plot of this movie. It just makes mm-hmm. total sense. And uh, if you had an additional Bond girl, like, just <laughs> forced into the middle of the movie, it would have been way too much. But I, I love how... You know, they have the whole mother relationship between her and Silva and her and Bond, mm-hmm. which I think I said in our Casino Royale discussion that I like how it builds up with yeah, each movie. Definitely. And then, of course, it pays off with her dying. Uh-huh. But you know, all the all the mother stuff between her and Silva and Bond, mm-hmm. I, I love all that stuff. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm just trying to think. I know we, we, we've talked a lot about how, how we don't like the, the modern spy movie trope of the the hero going rogue. <laughs> and in this one, not only does Bond go rogue, but M, the head of MI6, also goes rogue. But, but we, I was, are, <laughs> we are going full speed ahead here. But I was going to relate this back to Silva. I'm trying to think of how often it's like a villain who used to work with with our, no. our spy agency who's come back to haunt us. That happens a lot in James Bond. Okay. Well, maybe not a lot. First one that springs to mind is uh, Alec Trevelyan in Goldeneye. Oh, for some, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for some reason, that seems like a much more cliched trope than I... I that sounds familiar. I can't think of anything that... that anything oh, else that uses it. Mission Impossible 2 does it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nobody wants to remember Mission yes. Impossible 2. Um... Well, Mission Impossible 1 also has John Voight as a turncoat. Spoiler, oh, yeah, that's true. Spoilers for Mission Impossible 1 as well. We're spoiling everything up in here. Oh, yeah. Everything from years ago that you don't care about anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's It does sound like it's it's not super... I mean, it's it's also interesting, too. I mean, we haven't gotten it in this Daniel Craig series. And, and you know, obviously, he's, he's great. He, he plays it very well. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a, a way to give him some more connections to MI6 and make it a little more personal story. It's an effective way to make to make the stakes more personal yeah. without it being stupid like another movie we will be reviewing soon that just happens to have Daniel Craig in it, you know? Cowboys vs. Aliens? Oh yeah, you know it. 
Um, let's see. Where where do we want to go with Silva? Um, so I I will address his his getting captured thing a little bit. Okay. The idea is that he he ends up it, he actually got captured on purpose after they they find him on. It's a lot really, of the Joker in the Dark Knight. Yes, it's a really cool scene. Um, like I like the scene where he gets captured, where they're on the island and uh, he's he's got the the woman sitting that that bond the the. Seems like there might be setting her up to be a Bond girl, and then they just unceremoniously kill her off right there. Um, I love Bond's line after that, where he's like, "Oh, such a good waste of scotch," and yeah. then he just murders everyone yeah, yeah. Uh, because. So what, I forget what exactly happens there. He, she, he's got him. He's got the or Silva has the girl sitting against a, a statue, and, and she's got a glass of scotch on her on her head and and she and he forces bond to shoot at her with an old like i don't know 18th century pistol yeah. or something like that because he's like make the what, what what does he say make the scotch hit the ground or something like yeah that. just knock it off her head yeah and bond can't do it so he elects to miss yeah bond bond misses and then silva just shoots her yeah so it's just like well i did it <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a really cool scene, and then then the helicopters come in from MI6 because he had the Bond had the tracker. Um, Newest thing from Q Branch, it's called a radio, <laughs> and I like how they call that back later when Silva's yeah. messing with him. And then, uh, yeah, then he gets captured. And then, remind me, I can I wasn't paying too much attention because I forgot about this when we were watching it. Does he look like he's surprised and, and upset Silva when he's when they come in to capture him? I can't. I feel like he's got a little bit of surprise. Uh-huh. I don't know, but but then again, later the Q says he's been planning this for years. Exactly. So I really don't know. Exactly. That's, the, that's, the details get very fuzzy here, and like it works fine. Like if you, you, if you don't think about you it, you don't really have to have him have this long-standing plot to do. You can just say he he like put this together. Like, like in, in, I don't know, you, I feel like there's a better way to handle this. Basically, the idea is he gets captured, and then like he's... I can almost buy it as, like, he has tons of backup plans. Yeah, something like that. Contentious. Like, like he's got that crazy a brain. Yeah. Like, he, he's constantly thinking about that stuff. He's yeah. like, okay, since I blew up the MI6 offices, that means they operate here, which means if I get arrested, they'll put me here, which yeah. means I have to... Like, I, I could see him, like, having that kind yeah. of brain. Yeah, because then, then... I mean, it's a little unrealistic, but it's a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess that's part of the idea is that oh, he he blew up the offices, the original MI six offices. That way, he could get to uh, be in a place where he can sneak into the sewers and like the tunnels, or I the, guess. The, the train tunnels. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And basically, uh, he he they use his laptop to try and hack into it and get information about him. Yeah, and then it ends up hacking MI sixes system instead. Yeah, and Q's like, oh crap, I messed up, and then. <laughs> Everything gets released, and then Silva like murders the guards that are watching him, and gets it and escapes into like the train tunnels. And then yeah. Bond follows him, and then Bond or uh, Silva blows up a, a train tunnel so that a train comes crashing down like into the room. He's is that in. the most convenient thing in the movie? Probably. That, that a train. The tra- he Silva knows a train is going to be coming exactly at that time. Yeah, and he knows it's, Sil- yeah because that's Bond. Like, Again, and he knows Bond is going to be standing right in that position so he can have the train, like, go exactly at him. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and, and again, it's, it's the type of thing where it's, it's... I mean, I guess he could plan it that intricately, but it's just weird. See, here's the thing. If we're judging this by the standards of, like, typical Bond movies pre-Daniel Craig, yeah. none of this matters. The, these are not valid criticisms <laughs> because Bond movies are crazy yeah. and just... Anything can happen. Yeah. But with the Daniel Craig movies trying to take themselves so seriously, it's... You, this stuff needs to be, yeah. you know, talked about. Basically, the, the... The more seriously you take yourself, well, then people are going to notice, like, stuff like that. Convenience... Uber conveniences and, like, the stuff that's a little bit over the top yeah. is going to be much more distracting. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's... Basically, the, the most confusing thing about it is that it's just not really clear why... He needed to get captured in order to go after him, especially because he can hack into our office and just blow up MI six with the yeah. push of a button. Well, I mean, he wants to do it like a personal uh, yeah. touch. That's that's I'm fine with that because he's got kind of this neurosis where he 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 has to do it himself with with like looking her in the eye. Well, I like that. that that's the reason he can't kill her when he finally does get to her. Yeah. He's like so focused. He's like, I want to enjoy this moment, and then uh, re- uh, 
Ref, Rafe. How do you say his name? It's Rafe, technically, right? Rafe yeah. Fines. Yeah, he Sounds comes. Right. In, he comes in. It's spelled Ralph, but he yes. says it's Rafe. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, he comes in. Mallory, that's his name in the movie. New mm-hmm. um, M. <laughs> yes. He comes in and saves her, and then uh, Bond shoots the the fire hydrants and the smoke, and then Silva has to leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of, it, but it just doesn't really, I don't understand why he had to, what, did he know that they were going to be in an inquiry at that point, and is that, was he planning on that all this time to get into that? I don't know, it's just very, and like he has clothes ready to go, to, or what, something like that to, to sneak in his guards, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, it's just, it, it seems contrived to make it seem, make him seem interesting and clever, I don't really follow how it's supposed to actually have benefited him at all. Yeah. I think if, at this point in the movie, they've already done a good job at, like, telling us what his character is. Yeah. Particularly the scene where he they, they get, tell us his backstory, and mm-hmm. then he, he takes out the little mouthpiece and, like, his damaged oh, yeah. face. That, that was That's very effective. Cool. I don't know if Cyanide actually does that to your body. I think, it, I think, so I think it's not outside... The realm of possibility. Okay. I, think, I think it makes it's it's. I mean, it's very haunting. The line that he asks is like, "Look upon your work, mother." Yeah, like that's that's that that gave me chills in the theater. Yeah. I remember that. Um, Freaky. Yeah. Uh, do you like how he goes out at the end of the movie with just a knife to the back? At that point, it was kind of like they they he he'd gone after Bond in Skyfall or Bond and in Skyfall and it's 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 like it, it it it's a slog as they slowly like get down to their last like their last bit of energy to yeah. until I like how he's trying to kill him and M at the same time and yes. she's like what is going yeah. on yeah that was great and then and then his reaction to getting the knife in the back he's like you just had to ruin it yeah. <laughs> i thought that 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 was pretty good mm-hmm. um uh where do you want to go next um, uh, talk about James Bond and how he quits for several months. Uh-huh. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, this, I, this Bond. It works very effectively for this movie in particular. Yeah, this this Bond has been showed already to to not care about leaving for several for 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 quite a bit of time and, and doesn't seem super loyal to the cause or anything like he's just. But he knows when they need him, yeah. he will return. Exactly. Uh, I really like what they do with his arc. With like he's damaged, and like he's trying to put himself back together, mm-hmm. and like at the, at the end, like. Uh, but then again, in, in retrospect, just talking about the first two movies, especially if Casino Royale is his first mission, I feel like we've missed like a ten-year gap of missions with where he is just doing James Bond missions, like just generic yeah. missions. I mean, do they, they? There's nothing that means it has to happen right after Quantum, right? No. Yeah. No, there's. And it's that, just kind of, and that's kind of, and that's kind of weird that they don't. The quantum plot is just completely dropped. Yeah, it, uh, yeah it's it's weird that we didn't get a fifth movie in between Quantum and Skyfall as kind of just a standard Bond you know, movie. Yeah, yeah, this is this is Bond being Bond. Yeah, he is at the height of his his prowess. Because like the first two was like, oh, that's his first couple of missions, and then this one, yeah. they're calling him old. Yeah, you know the whole old dog, new tricks thing. Yeah, I'm exactly. like. They How old is he supposed to be? Yeah. I know Daniel Craig's in his like you know mid forties, but because mm-hmm. they like specifically, obviously in the in Casino Royale, they specifically say you know show Bond getting his license and, yeah. and, and becoming 007 and like going into all that. And then and, each movie at the end of the movie, he has become James Bond, except not really. Yeah, and then <laughs> and you know Quantum obviously takes place right after the yeah. first one, based on that. So yeah, it's just weird that that we got that and then we jumped to basically the end of his career or nearing the end of his career. It's it's strange. Yeah. Um, you you'd think I mean, which is not really something you can blame this movie for. It's just weird that we got this instead of another one to to be filler, not filler, but like to 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 be the the show exactly what Daniel Craig Bond would normally look like. I'm just curious if Quantum of Solace had been much more positively received. And of course, you know, I, I liked it more than you did. But yeah. If they had con- would they have continued the Quantum plot? I mean, I know there was a four-year gap in between Quantum and Skyfall. Uh-huh. I know about the writer's strike and MGM falling apart and Columbia yeah. getting up, getting the rights mm-hmm. to, for distribution. I know all that stuff. But I'm just curious, in, in terms of the writing process, would they have continued with the Quantum yeah, plot? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. 
I mean, I, I'd, and yeah, it would have been. And it's especially weird that none of that is referenced. And then, of course, Spectre, we'll get to that. But then that comes back around and tries to tie everything together. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> um, but overall, though, not not super important to this movie in particular. When you're, when you're just trying to judge this movie, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, basically, he's just been gone for a while because Moneypenny shoots him. And he's like, you know, screw you guys. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to show up for a while. Yeah. And eventually he does. And when he comes back, every everyone is questioning whether or not he's fit for service, and then M lies about the reports. Like, I like all that stuff. I think that does a lot for the character. Yeah. Especially when Silva is like, no, she lied to you about everything. Your scores, all terrible. All terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually, when, when it's like, M is just like, nah, man. I'm I'm gonna put Bond out there, even though he like horribly failed all these psychological tests, and like he can't shoot a gun basically anymore. Like he's he's bad at that, and and yeah, I like that a lot. I kind of want to change my favorite thing of this movie to to the uh, the the word association scene. <laughs> that that scene is excellent. Yeah, I agree. And, and I I can tell like the writers put a lot of thought into every single response that Bond had. Like, ah, I really love that scene. And I, I think they're being very consistent with this version of Bond, just his characterization. I think they've done a good job maintaining this point, yeah. yeah. Other than him randomly sleeping with uh, Strawberry Fields in Quantum, despite sure. still having problems getting over Vesper. Whatever! I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, I like the, how they have a nice little callback to Vesper. And that's one thing this movie does a lot. It has a nice, subtle callbacks that you don't even think about unless you're like a hardcore fan like I am. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when he's talking to the girl that Silva ends up shooting, I, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the Bond girl that is not uh, Judy Dench. Yeah. And and he and he's like um, something along the lines of I I I know I can tell when a woman is trying to hide something. Or something like that. Yeah. And it's very clear that he's calling back to Vesper. Yeah. They were, I like that conversation between the two of them a lot. It's very... Oh, that does a nice job building up Silva in, in, you know, just as a mysterious, dangerous mm-hmm. figure. Like, that was very, very well done. And then, like, they have him get the vodka martini and the bartender's shaking it. But it's like, you didn't have to have James Bond <laughs> say vodka martini shaking not stir. In these movies, do we go through just about every possible way... He can say that without him actually saying it. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like they they look for every way to not have Bond say "shake it, not stir." But then when they do get to it in the next movie, it ends up being a great joke. Yes, we'll, we'll get there. I keep saying that. We'll we'll get to Spectre. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Spectre. Yes, that'll be a fun. One. <laughs> not that this isn't fun, right? It's a great movie. It's very true. <laughs> Were, were there any, like, particular action set pieces that stuck out for you? Uh, I mean, all, everything on the train is really cool at the beginning. I like the motorcycle chase. That too, yeah. There was a little bit of CGI stuff, like green screen, that, that's a little bit shaky. Yeah. And there's some face replacement stuff. It's like, oh, that, that looks like a video game version of Daniel Craig, not actually yes. Daniel Craig. But it was fine. It was fine. I, I appreciated the shots where it was actually people on motorcycles doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the train fight was very well done. Um, I, I I like that the movie takes its time and it's not constantly like, oh, we need an action scene. Oh, we need an action scene. Oh, we need another yeah, action definitely. scene. Like Quantum. Yeah. Quantum had like five action scenes within the first 20 minutes. Correct. <laughs> or at least it felt that way with the horrible editing. Um, but Quantum is an artistic masterpiece. So, yeah, screw <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, it's... What, what are all the action scenes of this? There's, I mean, the opening is, is just... You know, the, the long sequence of him chasing the dude leading up to the dude that has the uh, the hard drive containing Patrice. all... Yes. The hard drive containing all the uh, agents, yeah. you know, information. Then there's him fighting Patrice in the skyscraper in Shanghai, I believe. Yeah. With, Sounds with right. The, with, the, with the giant neon uh, jellyfish in yeah, the background. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, so well done because it's all done in one shot. It's like we don't need constant shaky cam uh-huh. going all over the place. We, I, and there's some cool like silhouette stuff yes. and everything. And, and yeah. It's a very well shot movie. This movie's gorgeous. It really is. Yeah. It's very well done. And then 
probably the the chase in London. Yeah. Bond trying to find Silva, which is I, you know, as convoluted as it is, it's still a well done. Scene. Definitely. Yeah. And then you got M reading the the uh, poem over. Yeah. The 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 chase for part of it that 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 was very nice. And then I guess the last thing is just the shootout. Yes. Yeah, so and then it's the the whole. Skyfall thing where he sets up all these traps and you know he's you know trying to, to stop or kill off all Silva's men, Silva's men before they can get to in basically. You know what bothers me? The people that say that the ending of Skyfall just turns into a Home Alone ripoff. <laughs> How many people actually say that? I don't know. We have a friend of ours who keeps saying that. It, <laughs> I can't tell if he actually believes that or if he's just messing with us. <laughs> It's hard to tell. Little call me, little call me. Yeah, I've I've heard a couple of other people say that. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, but it's it's just straight up murdering people with things that you would use to murder people. I don't really understand why it's a, whatever. Um, that doesn't. That's not. That's like a saying one, that's like saying one superhero movie is a ripoff of another superhero movie because both of them have capes. Correct. It's stupid. Yes. Whatever they they are rip- all, all superhero movies with capes are ripoffs of each other. Some people would argue that every Batman movie is a ripoff of every other Batman movie. So James Bond. <laughs> oh, we haven't even addressed the, the theme song Skyfall. Oh, yeah, that's right. What, what do you th- what do you think of it? I like it a lot. Adele's good, obviously. Yeah, Adele's like, great. She, Wonderful she's... voice. It took a while to grow on me because the first time I heard it, I was like, "Wow, I, I really." I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling like... It, it didn't feel like there was an oomph to it, if, if that makes any sense at all. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, mainly, it was just hearing the lyrics over and over again. The lyrics are great. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and for a lot of Bond themes, it helps to see the main title sequence with all the imagery and all that stuff. That, that yeah. really helps make the song much more effective. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like it. I still love You Know My Name. Yeah. And then another way to die is just there. I I I put it right now as you know my name and Skyfall are are both good and the Quantum of Solace song is not and that's that's all I got right now. I mean we talk about this. It's not awful. It's just unmemorable. It it just has no relation to the movie. It's just <laughs> yeah. Sky, Skyfall overall feels. It, it, I I just like. I guess maybe it's just the Adele. Is very talented. Yeah, it's good. Good lyrics. It, it just works. I'm like when I'm thinking of like modern singers for who could do a James Bond theme, she's like yeah. one of the first ones that would pop into my head. Yeah, and she, I don't know. I almost would have been fine if they just keep her on as a regular for each Bond <laughs> movie. She just does another theme. Probably. I. That would that would work all right. Yeah, I mean Shirley Bassey did what like three. I think she did three themes, and I think they wanted her to do a fourth. I don't remember. A little shaky on the details. Mm-hmm. But I know she's at least done three themes for Bond movies, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with Adele doing another one. Yeah. She's good. And that was our little music se- section <laughs> of the discussion. Completely <laughs> unrelated to anything else. Anyway, yeah, all the action is very good. Uh, <laughs> I, I really have no complaints about any of it. I mean, like you said, there's some CGI iffiness. But that was only really in the motorcycle yeah. chase. I didn't notice that for the rest of no, the movie. No, I, I don't think it really comes up again. I don't think they really need it yeah. beyond that point. Yeah. Um, Except yeah. for the fact that the, the train that crashes down, the subway train that crashes down in front of Bond does not have any people in it. Well, I mean, they actually crashed a real train. Like, that's all real. I know, I know, but I, I'm, I'm trying to think of I made a jump there in my mind, but I'm just saying, like, like as far <laughs> yeah, as... Yeah, there's a little... They show the conductor in the front, but then there's nobody else on the train. Oh, do they actually? The, yes. Yes, they do. But then there's nobody else on the train. It's yeah. weird. I don't know. Um, maybe Silva planned that. Probably. Because he doesn't care about other people. He's just like, I gotta sacrifice this one conductor, but I just want M. Whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm putting way more thought into it than the screenwriters did, so whatever. Correct. Um... Yeah, let me go ahead and address the, the, the Skyfall climax. I just... It's just kind of a bland location for me. And especially because it gets dark and it's just like everything's gray. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I like it because... Maybe I like it because of that, where it's kind no, of weak. And, it, and... It, that's one thing the movie does great. Like, I feel like this is the most thematically complex of any Bond movie I've ever seen. Yeah. In terms of just like what it's trying to address, like old versus new, and then like... 
where this type of espionage does it is it still relevant which Spectre also tries to handle but in a much less interesting way yes um they do a lot less with it in Spectre and yes. in this movie I mean like you were saying the, the Q uh Bond conversation that yeah. they have when they first meet. Oh, that's it's, wonderful. It, it, yeah, that, like, single-handedly says why Bond is still re- relevant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was great. But, uh, yeah, I, I get it. It's supposed to be subverting your expectations. Typically in a Bond movie, the end is a bombastic action sequence at the villain's main lair. So what uh-huh. if you go to Bond's main, main uh-huh. lair, and he's getting attacked there, and it's personal? Uh-huh. Like, I like all the thematic stuff going into that. Definitely. Yeah, they, but they, it's they, just as a as a just visual spectacle. I don't find it very interesting. That's 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 it. fair, I guess. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I can't really. What, what do you think of of Albert Finney as the caretaker? I'm mostly bringing this up just because apparently the rumor is they wanted Sean Connery originally. But I mean, then, he's playing Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to Scotland. Yeah. But then they decided that would be too distracting, or he didn't want to do it. I don't remember. Uh-huh. And I, I, I've said this before. I love how this completely takes care of that crazy theory that I really hate of James Bond <laughs> being just an alias that different people yeah. take up. No, this is a rebooted universe. Just accept it. <laughs> just get over it. <laughs> well, that doesn't really work at all too in in other ones where other the other movies where you know the 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 aren't aren't there ones where they change actors but the plot lines can follow through like the the, kind of the expression the characters kind of basically basically this theory is is the kind of theory that you'd see on you know buzzfeed or something like that where it's 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 you know they throw it out there and then people eat it up because they don't really know anything about the series they're like oh that sounds interesting yeah, I, James Bond has never been very good with his continuity. Uh-huh. I mean, there are certain bits like, oh, he always has to drive an Aston Martin, or they always have, yeah. like, certain actors. But just in terms of, like, plot lines, <laughs> it's it's kind of, you know, whatever the screenwriter feels like. Uh-huh. If they feel like connecting it to other movies, then I guess it is. But if it's not, <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I feel like the climax gets interesting once Skyfall blows up, and then they have to go on the lake, yeah. and then Bond gets sent underwater, which he wouldn't survive that, but whatever, it's a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what do you think about the, the death of M? It's mean, good. It's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we keep doing this because we don't have any like major things to point out. It's just it's just solid. Good. It's a solid movie. Yeah, it's very solid. There, yeah. there's, it's a very consistent movie. There, everything pretty much works. Yeah. Um, I, I it's it, it's weird because you know I, I you've only really seen the Daniel Craig movies and a couple of the Sean Connery ones. That's pretty much all of your Bond experience. Correct. Me seeing all of them, especially like knowing Judy Dench for much longer because she was in the Pierce Brosnan movies. Uh huh. It's, it's almost weirdly more effective, even though this is a rebooted universe, but knowing her from those other movies almost makes it more, because I've known her for that much longer. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but, it's, <laughs> but it works. It works. Uh-huh. And then Daniel Craig's like, performance in that scene is amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, his performance is, is generally just very good throughout the movie. Like I said, this is why he's my favorite Bond. He's, they, they are constantly trying to find ways to humanize him. Mm-hmm. Unless... It's quantum sauce, and bullets just don't hit him at all, despite correct the fact that he should be riddled with bullets by this point. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, but, like, they, they go head-on into, like, addressing his alcoholism, like, how he's kind yeah. of neurotic, yep. and how he, he has a death wish, and, like, all of that stuff. They just kind of address that as, like, hey, Bond, you know, you're kind of a terrible person. <laughs> he's like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but all that stuff's great. I, I... They explore it very well. I mean, they 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 really keep on that. They they don't. It's it's the type of movie where they bring up themes and they actually continue to work the themes and and consider the themes and run them into the actual plot of the movie. And I will say, I do have a bit of a problem with the 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 whole hard drive thing that kind of just gets dropped once Silva gets captured and then she has to go to the hearing 
And then there are, like, no repercussions for that hearing, even though there was a shootout there. Like, even Inspector, they never address, like, yeah. the hearing or any of that stuff and its implications on yeah, MI6. I'll, I'll address both of those. The, the hearing thing, I mean, you could argue that they didn't really have time or reason to do that in this one. It, it, it didn't really... Then following well, it, up it, on it, it would have been nice at the end of the movie to be like, okay, Bond, we gotta get back to work. But, and then have a little bit of foreshadowing for the next movie of, like... Well, the British government's really going to be watching us hard now. Yeah. And Bond's, Bond's just going to be like, you know I'm going rogue again, right? <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to take Money Penny and Q with me. It's going to happen. Mallory's talking to him and he's like, so, so Bond, yeah, you're, you're going to have to really play it by the rules. And, and you know, we, we're, we're really under a lot of... Are you going rogue right now? He's like, oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's interrogating a dude that, can, that can he I... has no business interrogating in the middle of... Mallory's office or something like that. Can I just say, I love what they do with Mallory. And they yeah. build him up as, we can't trust this guy. And then eventually he proves his worth. Yeah. And then he's helping Tanner and Q out with, with trying to hide Bond and leave the, the um, breadcrumbs for Silva to find them. Exactly. Like, I love what they do with this character. It's a nice, like, it's not a character arc, but it's just like an interesting character setup. And I I understand why he is the new M. Like, I, I get it completely. That's true. And, like, the dynamic he has with Bond. Like, it, com- it all gels and makes complete sense to me by the end of the movie. Yeah. Why, why it, it ends as it should. Um, and I love that the, the ending, they end up back in... I'm not exactly sure where this version of M's office is supposed to be since MI6 is blown up. I don't know. But it's the office from the 60s movies. It's, it's, like, clearly supposed to be that. And just as a long-time Bond fan, that nostalgia was kicking hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I was, was going to say. Uh, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. You, you, you mentioned something. What's what's the hard drive? Yes. Uh, the yeah, the, he's got the hard drive, or Silva gets the hard drive through uh, Patrice. Patrice, yes, Patrice, and uses that to release. He's like releasing the names of agents. Yeah. Uh, every like, on YouTube. Week. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, every few weeks or every week or something like that. Is it? Every, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Point is, he he's using that to, and and that ends up drawing like Bond to to come after him and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And like all of these, I, doesn't it show some of these agents getting like murdered? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's like live footage of one of them getting executed, and that's why the hearing gets called for M to be pretty much put on the chopping block. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Yeah, they don't really address it again after Silva gets captured, but at the same time, it's kind of like... I mean, at that point, it, it no longer becomes a relevant plot point. Yeah, it's not really... They got like... Silva, okay, we can kind of drop it. But, I, I don't know, it's just weird that they make such a big deal out of it in the first half, and then it's just, okay, it's not important anymore, whatever. <laughs> I feel like it's mostly just a, a motivation for them to get after Silva, like a, a, a driving motivation for them to get after Silva, Silva, and then once they capture him, he doesn't really, he's not doing it anymore because he doesn't care. He's he's like, I gotta get in now, and so they just kind of... Can I just go. say, this is also another plot point that's ripped off of, of a Mission Impossible movie. The knock list in Mission Impossible 1 is the, the exact same thing as this list. Happens. <laughs> Oh boy! And this won't be the last time that Mission Impossible and James Bond have eerily similar plots. Happens. <laughs> These spy movies need to be more original. <laughs> or they can just go rogue. Every movie, nothing but rogue. All they, the rogue. They need to go start a rogue nation. You only rogue ones. Oh. Rogue or bust. Just, just. That's all. That's all people want anymore. It's just rogue. <laughs> They should just start releasing every spy movie as, you know, like James Bond, Rogue, Mission Impossible, Rogue, Chase and Bourne, Rogue. <laughs> just, just, and it's all part of like a, steer long, into, a long-running Rogue series, and eventually yes. they all intersect. Yes, just steer into the skin. But yeah, that, that, that really bothers me. That I just want to see spies doing things, and it it really does feel like it's it's a... It's too hard to write a good spy movie, so we're gonna have it be oh oh he found something out and now he has now he's against his own people, so he has to go do what. Things. What is the easiest, most efficient way to raise the stakes without us having to do a whole lot of work? Yeah, 
Exactly. Oh, he has to go rogue! Instead of, instead of having to set up, you know, intrigue and, and subtlety and themes. Although I, I do fun. like I do like how this movie in particular, it, yeah, hold, it holds it back until, like, the last fourth of the movie. And even then it's not really... I mean, the, 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 I mean, MI6 you, is helping them go you rogue. You can argue if it's going rogue or M- not. MI6 is specifically, like, Mallory and all of them are specifically helping them to, to stay off the grid. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really... We're not bashing bashing this movie for that, having that. It's just the fact that it, it's it's just something that's brought up, and we don't have anything else to bash. So we're bashing this instead. <laughs> this is a good movie. Yes, it's very good. Um, it's probably the best balance between in the Craig movies of goofy, slightly campy stuff from the other James Bond movies and the more serious Daniel Craig tone. <laughs> I think it's probably the best you, balance because you've got like. You know, Sobo with his weird, uh, as we mentioned, his weird jaw piece thing yeah. that he removes, and that's that's and just his over the top escape, uh-huh. the thing at the end with the helicopter playing the music, like all uh-huh. all, all these over elaborate things that were not in Quantum of Solace in Casino Royale, uh-huh. but it still works. Yeah, it still compl- they're, works they're, completely. They're pushing it up a little bit, but it's not it's not at the point where it's it's just taking away from the movie. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm thinking specifically for, like, new fans or people who have never seen a Bond movie before, like you. Yeah. This was your first movie, right? Your first James Bond yes, movie? Yes, this, I, I mean, I saw it, I mean, I think I saw it back in, the, this came out, what, what do we say, 2012? Yes. I think I saw it in 2012, early 2013. I, I, I saw it, like, on On Demand later. Yeah, I've never seen another one before this one, and I just remember watching and thinking, that was pretty good. Like, I didn't have any context whatsoever for Bond. It didn't. It it didn't really do anything that made me, you know, be confused by it. It, yeah. it had, at least for the first half of the movie, it followed a, a very specific, or not specific. Uh, it followed kind of like the formula that I expected it to follow. Of, you know, he kind of he, he goes to this one place to track down the sky, and it it it, it had. But but, the, the, but then it kind of breaks, which is kind of smart to yes. do. Yeah. It kind of breaks typical Bond formula, and, and it's also not as extreme. As, as say, even like Casino Royale, where, where it's kind of the jumping from plot point to plot point to yeah. follow the spy trail, it, it, it is much more deliberate about, okay, he goes to, to take down Patrice, and Patrice leads him to this, this woman, yeah. then this woman leads him to Silva, and then we go from there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, you know, completely over the top, oh, we gotta jump from, fly from place to place and jump everywhere and do yeah. everything. It's, it's, he's following a, he follows a very deliberate trail yeah. to get to Silva, and then the plot takes off from there. Well, I was gonna ask if you were to, you know, find someone else who had never seen a Bond movie before, mm-hmm. would this be the best one to start with? Just from the ones you've seen? Yeah, as opposed to, I feel like a Daniel Craig one is the best one to start uh-huh. with for people who, just know. just based on my experiences trying the other the older ones, just there's <laughs> they maybe it's just because they're very dated, but there's I felt like there were a lot of problems going on there. It's a lot of the love for older Bond is nostalgia based, and I would know I, I share some of that nostalgia. I, exactly. I'm willing to admit they are um, they are not perfect. So if if we're looking at Skyfall versus Casino Royale, yeah, those would be the the two really. Yeah, I. It's, it's, Quantum of Solace. Everyone should start with Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace. and then <laughs> the, the the correct order is watch Quantum of Solace, watch Skyfall, watch Spectre, watch all the other Bond movies, and then watch Casino Royale. <laughs> that's that's the best way to watch. No, uh, I would say... <sighs> See, as much as I love Casino Royale, I think this would be the better start. I was going to say, I think I'm, I, I have to go with Skyfall because it's a very simple, straightforward plot that you don't need any background to follow. No, but specifically, be, be, what you were saying, it starts off like typical Bond formula. It's able to get the audience in. It's like, okay, I get what's going on. And yeah. then, like halfway through, it breaks. Well, well. Whereas we're... Casino Royale is just the whole thing, sort of, is not typical Bond formula. Yes. They they it, they do a lot of jumping around at the beginning of Casino Royale, and then you know they they, they land in the, the poker room for a while, yeah. and and you know then they go from there to the yeah yeah it, it it I feel like this plot is a lot more easier a lot easier to digest. I feel like it's it's especially in t- in terms of managing expectations for what a Bond movie should be. Yeah. For, for for people who haven't seen James Bond before, but yeah. they know the tropes, they they know you yeah. know what certain pieces of iconography are supposed to mean. Exactly, um, and I feel like too, this is the most similar to just your standard good movie you'd see. 
like I this this movie feels a lot more like a, a kind of a not I don't want to say typical because obviously we think it's better than that, but a blockbuster than a you know very entrenched spy movie. Yeah. So I feel like it's a lot easier to make the to stop here and kind of get a look at it there before moving on to something that's a little more, you know, complex. Yeah. It's not exactly Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know. I only watched that movie once. I was very confused. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't paying that much attention. I don't, I, I was somewhat confused. Does anyone go rogue in that? Probably. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think it's set during the Cold War, so it's supposed to be like, oh, double agents, you know, who's on our side really, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, do we have any other complaints? Not really. Yeah, I, I really don't have a whole lot more to say. Do, do you have any final thoughts before we give our grades and then close out? Not really. It's just, it's very well done. Yeah. Like, it's it's very clear, especially after Quantum of Solace was, you know, not very positively received. Everyone sort of pitched in together and was like, Let's make this the best Bond movie we, we possibly can. And it, 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 it shows in the movie how much they were trying to make this a great film. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just, it, it seems to me that with this one, there's, I don't know. It, it's just good. I, don't know. <laughs> I can't, because I, I keep trying to, to, to think to myself why I'm okay with the fact that there's not a whole lot of stuff that just completely blows me away. And it, it's just... You don't really see a whole lot of movies like this where they, they nothing really is broken. Yeah. Everything works fine. Everyone is, is on their game as far as acting performances go. Yeah. You know, the, the dialogue is great. The, yeah, the, the plot is interesting and, and easy There's to a follow. lot of thematic stuff that you can, you know, look and, and sink your teeth into if you so choose. Or you yeah. can just follow the plot. Uh, there's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, it's, it's also very entertaining, which helps, helps yeah. a lot. It's yeah. Like it's just... It's fun to watch. Yeah, this is a very good movie. Very well done. Very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we, are we ready to do our, our grades? Sure. I know. I know we're cutting it a bit short, but we really don't have a whole lot to talk about. I think I think we've gone around around this time a couple of times. Just yeah. yeah. All right. Um. All right. So so I'll go ahead and give my grade first, and you can give yours. I'm giving it a B plus, mm-hmm. and this is specifically because it didn't like blow my mind or wow me away. For it to enter my A range, I feel like it has to do that. And Casino Royale for me did that like i said casino royale is still my favorite james bond movie this one is very good and it comes close mm-hmm. but like i said it, no distinct things like really was like oh that that makes this like immediately i mean it, probably if i really thought about it it would be one of my favorite bond movies but just you know quick thinking it's like oh that this movie doesn't immediately spring into mind yeah um Interestingly enough, I give it an A minus, which is the exact flip we, of we our Casino Royale grades. On how we feel. <laughs> Obviously, we we agree that these are both the two best movies we've done so far. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's. Isn't it great to do movies that are good once in a while? <laughs> we can just be like, hey, instead of Transformers, Hollywood, you didn't screw it up. Or Spider Man Three. Yeah. I don't know why we did that to ourselves. Uh, no. It's it's so I think I think my the reason why I give it I'm a little higher on it than you is I feel like my general the way I grade movies is I start by having just like I start by giving it basically like zero negative point like not I I just like all right we every movie starts off with a with a perfect score okay. and then I drop it from there as as more and more messes it up for me um, and so when when there's a movie that has this little wrong like yeah like i feel like i i, I i'll put it this way I, I'll, I'll for all my for every movie i grade i i try to think of it as i start i go in just just until it messes up it's an a yeah and then once it messes up it, it so like the 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 weird convoluted stuff in the middle of this movie with javier bardeen that's that's really what drags it down brings it down yeah. brings it down a chunk and it, in order for a movie to be an a plus for me it, it has to like blow just everything out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, I, I feel like for me when I'm watching a movie, it's like when I get to like the halfway point or close to that, I'm like, okay, where's this movie sitting at? And yeah. then I kind of figure it out from there and I, I just go from there. 
Like, I'm not immediately going, okay, everything's a 100, and then I just start subtracting as it goes. Yeah. That's, uh, Different ways of judging movies. Uh-huh. That's, Which that's is cool. weird, because we still end up with super simple. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> uh, great. I'm hoping that very soon we'll have something that's, like, super different, and we can actually have, like, a debate yeah. on, on our uh, very, uh, you know, different opinions on exactly. something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, do, do we have anything else? I think we're good. Yeah, check it out. Uh-huh. If, if you haven't seen it in a while, if you're a big James Bond fan, but you don't like this movie for some reason, I have heard people that don't don't like this movie very much. I'm um, sure. I don't know. Just keep some of the stuff we said in mind. And just enjoy it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're just supposed to enjoy it. Yeah, that's just true. I mean, you can look into more of the complex stuff. You can point out the plot holes, whatever. But it, it's mainly just, did you enjoy it? And there's not enough that really breaks it down to say it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Or even come close to that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, the same can kind of not be said about the movie we will be doing next week. Uh-huh. Oh, God. We're doing Spectre. Alex had several aneurysms following the release of this movie. My, my, we, I, I, it has been an emotional roller coaster. We got out. Spectre. We, we watched, the, watched it in the theaters and we got out and we were both like, that was really good. And then like over time we've had all these like fluctuating opinions on what, oh boy, how, how we actually feel about I'll, it. So, I'll, get, I'll get into my semi-mental breakdown that I had with that next week. <laughs> you you want to go ahead and get, give them our, our old yeah, contact I was, was going to say, uh, you, can, you can contact us at HCT Sequels or... Uh, on Twitter, here, right? Yes, on Twitter, or here comes the sequels at gmail.com. Um, that's 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 what we got set up right now. Nobody has responded to anything, and we're very lonely. So please <laughs> talk to us. Um, oh yeah, if you're gonna send us something and and you don't agree with us about the movie, don't just call us idiots because we respect your opinion. Like you should respect ours yeah. because hey, it's just a movie. We're not saying we're not idiots, but we're not idiots because we have opinions. So I know I'm an idiot because <laughs> I have opinions. Oh. So you're saying they should call you? I'm not. I'm not admitting to that. They should call you idiot, an idiot, if if they feel so. If they so choose, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Point is, respect each other's opinions. Do unto others as you would do unto you. Play nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they think that's all. All I'm thinking of is Woody from Toy Story. So play (laughs) nice. Pretty much. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week for my my. Semi-mental breakdown (laughs) with Spectre. Indeed. Bye. Stay rogue.